0: Welcome to Honest Money. On today's episode, Rowan Ingram answers your questions around investing offshore, more on RSA retail bonds, investing on credit, and touches on the importance and difference between life cover, income policies, funeral cover, and disability cover. Listen for more. My question is uh, twofold. Um, Firstly, would, um what would you do with a large lump sum at present if uh, you actually wanting the money to go offshore? Um, would you wait for the exchange rate to get to uh, below 15? And uh, secondly, um, what do you think of the RSA retail bonds at 9.75% guaranteed for five years? Thank you. Thanks, lump sum Investor. I think that's a brilliant question at the moment. You know, uh, lots of people are looking at overseas markets um, you know especially now that they've taken quite a big knock and uh, asking themselves if this is a good time to be a buyer of international shares and, and I think the answer is yes I wouldn't necessarily take all my money and invest all of it in one big lump sum in international markets but but certainly I think it's a it 's a good time to be a buyer of overseas investments the the question then the complexity is if you're sitting with a lump sum in rands your, your first decision is when do you convert those rands into dollars? Uh, I, I have been saying for quite some time, and I haven't changed my view, that I think the the rand dollar exchange rate that you're looking for is about fifteen rand fifty to the dollar. So w- when the rand is trading at sixteen twenty or seventeen rand or something like that, you probably want to wait a while a- until the rand gets a bit stronger and gets you know around about that fifteen rand fifty level. I, I don't think you need to be very precise. You know, if if you buy your rands at fifteen seventy or at fifteen thirty. Uh, that that percentage difference is quite small, but I, but I think you do need to give yourself a target, and I think fifteen fifty is a very good target. So certainly for me, uh, I, I think you know building up the offshore allocation to make sure it's a, a good part of your balance portfolio makes sense. I wouldn't send my reins out at any exchange rate, and I, I definitely wouldn't do it in a panic. I, I think. Uh, there's still some strength in the rand to come because there's a demand for South African commodities, and and once the world kind of stabilizes and, and gets a little bit less fearful, the demand for commodities will continue to increase, and and that means that we'll get more people uh, bringing in dollars into South Africa to buy our commodities, which is strong for the rand. So, uh, long story, but uh, but but the short answer is 1550 is your is your level. If 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 I'm a if I'm sending a big lump sum out. Your your second part of your question was uh, what do I think of RSA retail bonds? Uh, having looked at their website, uh, um, just to understand the interest rates, I think uh, the rates are very good. You know, I think for someone who uh, doesn't pay a lot of tax, so if you're you know if you're a bit older and and you're gonna you're able to earn a fair amount of interest, so so because I think that's the key here. You, you know, you obviously all of the the growth that you're getting on your on your investment uh, is is all taxable interest. Um, you need to make sure that if you're going to get a, a substantial amount of money locked into an RSA retail bond, that uh, th- that you're getting a chunk of that uh, is tax-free, and the only way you can do that is is, is through the the interest abatements that we get as taxpayers. So yes, I like uh, RSA retail bonds. You know they're guaranteed by government, so it's one of the very few reliably guaranteed investments in South Africa. Just be careful that you that, that you don't end up losing half of your your interest uh, that, that you're earning to tax. So, so you must be a low um, interest earner before this will be uh, sensible for you. What I would also say is that uh, we know the Reserve Bank's very worried about inflation. And so there, there's a good chance that uh, uh, interest rates are going to go up in the in the next few months and at possibly a year or two. So that means I wouldn't lock my, my RSA retail bond into the three or five year option. I, I would rather uh, lock it into the two year option because... There's a good chance that if you start your RSA retail bond at at a two-year fixed rate in June or July 2022, that by the end of uh, 2022 or the beginning of 2023, interest rates are higher. And if you want to then take advantage of that higher interest rate, you're allowed, but you can only do it after 12 months. And, and that's an important thing. So you would then, you know, after your investment's been going for 12 months, you'd be able to restart the term for a new two-year period. And then you'd be able to take advantage of that higher interest rate. So, so – just be careful that you don't uh, you know, lock yourself into, into an interest rate now for a period of five years and, and, and actually regret it because in, in a year's time, you could have got a, a rate that was you know half to 1% higher than what you're earning now. But other than that, I have no concerns. Uh, I know every now and then people complain about the admin, that they say the admin isn't brilliant, but frankly, no product provider's admin is brilliant. So, so that's not a big issue for me. And, and the fact that it's guaranteed by government, I think, is a, is a good call. So, so no, no problems on my side. Morning Warren this is Clarence here. Um, My question is I have access to some uh, money on credit at 17% interest rate um, after 62 days. So for the first 62 days you don't pay any interest. I do not have any debt. I just retired. So I'd like to use about say 20 to 30,000 to invest in shares. Um, on the easy equities platform what are your ideas and suggestions thank you so much hi Clarence I I'm so glad you're calling in with a question like that because uh, it, I think there are lots of red kind of red signs red robots for me here red flags danger signs um, all, all my kind of air raid warnings are, are going off like crazy so so I'm really glad that you uh, that, that you're asking the question before you take the leap so when you are uh, retiring, uh, I think it's really key that you retire with no debt and and then you do everything you possibly can to stay debt-free for the rest of your of your life. You know, I think when you when you are retired, you don't have a lot of time on your side if things go wrong with your investment portfolios or other things go wrong in life. And if you then got debt and and you can't earn an income to to cover that debt, uh you know, life becomes really hard very quickly. Uh, the alternative is that you might be able to get work again one day, but you're doing you know you're doing lots of stuff under pressure uh, at a at a stage of life when you should be kind of taking the you know the, your, your foot off the gas a bit and, and enjoying life. So, my first main comment there is. Uh, you know, being debt-free at retirement is an absolute key, and and you should do everything you can to protect that status. It's 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 a really a real almost a privilege nowadays to to be debt-free at retirement. Even even if you don't have a huge amount of investment uh, income to cover your monthly costs, being, being debt-free is is really key. So so uh, that, that that's my first comment. Secondly, uh, to, to borrow money to invest, I, I I'm not a big fan of just in general. I think understanding that uh, if you're going to borrow money to invest you need to be fairly sure that the return you're going to get on the on the investment is going to more than cover the costs of the borrowing uh, and it needs to do that for a longish period of time you know to to understand what, what I'm saying is uh, if you borrow money now to to invest in the stock exchange and and yes i know the stock exchange is quite cheap you know we we've, we've had the whole uh, you know, a big scare in the Ukraine, and, and the JSE is tra- trading at below seventy thousand, and and by all accounts, you know, in any measure, I think the JSE is offering good value. So, so there's a good reason to be an investor in the JSE when it's cheap. I like that idea, but it could stay cheap for another year or two or three. Uh, we just don't know when that when, when the prices recover. We we hope they recover in three or six months' time, but we don't know that. It's not a guarantee. However, the the, the money that you're going to borrow. That interest rate that you're going to pay, that's absolutely guaranteed. And in your case, you're saying you're going to be paying somewhere around 17% uh, interest on that money. Now, that's a guaranteed rate. 17%, you're going to owe someone that money. If you can't afford it because your investments are not going up, uh, you're going to need to find that money from somewhere or you're going to end up in, in trouble. And unfortunately, there is there are no investments. Uh, there are no high quality good, good investments that are not a scam that can guarantee you an interest rate of let's say twenty percent a year for the next five years. You, you know there are lots of scams that will promise you that, but but there's nothing that can guarantee you that return. That that's a proper high quality investment. So. I think that, you know, the interest rate is far too high for you, even though you were saying the first 62 days are are interest-free. Uh, just understand that in, in 62 days from now, the, the, the shares that you've bought uh, might be worth less. And, and then you've really got issues if you need to start paying paying back that money. So. Please stay debt free. Please don't borrow money. I think it's a really not a good idea. If you were borrowing the money at an interest rate of one or two percent or something like that, you know, you know, th- th- then I think it makes sense. But 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 those rates are hard to find nowadays, um, and and certainly you know they're they're rare on their own. So so when you're borrowing. Uh, you know, anything at an interest rate that's higher than inflation, you, you need to be really careful of borrowing to to invest. But but the only time it makes sense for people is if they're you know borrowing against an income producing asset like a, a residential or a listed property or something like that. But but even then, you know, you got to use debt very carefully. So Clarence, uh, long story short, st- stay out of debt please, and and, and you know, rather if you want to buy into the JSC, do it with 50 rand a month if you can, you know, if you don't have any other money spare, but but don't borrow money to invest. Um. Hello, hi Warren and the Money Podcast team. Uh, my name is Inclia Zwane, I'm 24 years old, and I just started my first job. So I see a lot of, of talk about retirement and investing. Um, And there's a talks around live cover and funeral cover. Um, I've gone around budgeting, you know, talks about budgeting, I've seen those. So yes, should I take a live cover or funeral cover or both? Um, I've seen live covers with disability covers, yeah. (laughs) some advice around that life cover and funeral plan topic. Thank you. Hi, Inkhitswan. That's a, a really relevant topic, you know, uh, st- starting your working career with uh, the, the prospect of of a long life ahead of you. Uh, it's important to also worry about the risks that you'll be facing. You know, and I think get, looking at funeral cover, life cover and disability cover are really important. But before we kick off on that, I just wanted to say congratulations you know, uh, starting your first job is a big step in the world. And, and, you know, in a time when employment is a really difficult thing to get, it's a real compliment to you that you are in the working world. and, And I wish you all the best in the months and years ahead. I hope you have a fantastic career and I hope you get to financial freedom as fast as you possibly can. So, with all the nice stuff out the way, let's talk about funeral cover. I think the first thing to do is to, is to check with your employer whether you don't already have funeral cover as part of your employment agreement. You might find that some of the deductions that they take off your salary, which will be things like tax, you know, maybe medical aid and the like, you might also find that they're deducting money for a funeral policy. A lot of the bigger employers will do that, and if that's the case, then you'll find that that cover is quite cheap already. Uh, and certainly will be sufficient to cover you and potentially uh, any financial dependence that you might have. So if that's the case, then you don't need to worry about getting any other funeral cover as well. Having said that, uh, if if you don't have funeral cover from your employer, then yes, I think uh, you know getting funeral cover is is an important thing to do. Um, what I would suggest is make sure you shop around, you know, make sure that you get at least three quotes from from anybody who is going to provide funeral cover insurance and, and then be very clear with everybody that's providing you those quotes that you are going to shop around, that you are going to show the quotes to other people as well. Uh, so, so, you know, if, if you're getting uh, an offer from one company, you know, funeral cover A, then say to funeral cover A, look, I'm, I'm going to show your cover and the quote that you've given me to funeral company B, and I'm going to get them to compare what they're offering me to, to what you're offering me, and I'll do the same with you. But by the end of that, once you've done that with three separate companies, you'll have a really good idea of, of whether you're getting the right cover, whether you're paying the right price, et cetera. But please shop around because I know funeral cover can st- seem like a small amount on a monthly basis, but it's actually quite an expensive form of cover. And I, I must say, I think that there are lots of companies out there that are not offering great cover, so, so make sure you shop around. For Disability cover, I think that it's an absolutely key thing for young people. You know, I think w- w- when you start work, uh, you know, you've got a long life ahead of you. You know, potentially you could work to age 65 or longer if you wanted to. It's important to make sure that you ensure your ability to earn an income for the rest of your working career. And that's what disability insurance does. So, you know, I mean, we live in a risky country. You know, just driving to work every day can be risky. So make sure that you do have disability cover, once again, ask your employers if you've got disability cover as part of your, your overall package there because if you do, the, the cover that you get from a group is is uh, group employment is much cheaper than you can get on your own and usually will be sufficient for, for your purposes. But if you don't uh, get, get that cover from your employer, then make sure that you do shop around again. I think at least three quotes again and tell everybody that you are going to show their quotes and and get them to compare the benefits of each of their products with the other products that you are being offered. I prefer getting the disability insurance called income protection because it will give you a monthly kind of a pension for the rest of your working career, which I think is much safer than getting a disability, a capital disability amount, which in other words, you get a lump sum if you are disabled rather than a monthly income. And the reason why I prefer income protection is simply because uh, your disability might be the the form of of mental damage. You know, if you you have a a car accident, for example, and you've got a brain injury, it might compromise your ability to make sensible decisions for the rest of your life, then at least making sure that you've got a guaranteed monthly pension from an insurance company makes more sense to me and is a safer way than getting a big lump sum where you might end up making bad decisions simply because your mental capacities are limited or you you have to rely on somebody else and, and they might take advantage of you. On the last comment around life cover, I think there's not much need for life cover when when you are starting work unless you've got financial dependence or you've got debt. So if you are, you know, if there's no one that's relying on you financially when you start work and you've got no debt, then I, I don't think there's much need for life cover. But if you've got debt... Uh, then definitely make sure you've got enough life insurance to cover that debt and maybe a little bit more. Uh, and obviously, if you've got financial dependents, whether it's children or parents or, you know, siblings, um, then you might need to get life insurance as well, so that they are not going to be financially compromised if you die. The, the nice thing about getting life insurance when you're young is that it's very cheap, uh, and certainly not that, uh, you know, not that pa- painful to pay as a cost on a monthly basis. Obviously, none of us want to pay insurance, but but it's not a bad one if you've got financial dependents once again I know it's not going to surprise you you need to shop around make sure that you're getting the the, the right cover uh, and and always compare uh, apples with apples make sure that uh, you, you compare the three three quotes with three providers uh, and make sure you understand what you're what you're getting into because you know these contracts can be very complicated full of jargon and, and not necessarily in your best interest so, so always shop around and be transparent about the fact that you are shopping around I wish you all the best in in the months and years ahead thank you for listening to honest money if you have any questions you're welcome to reach out to me on twitter my handle is at warren ingram don't forget to subscribe we're on spotify and apple podcast chat soon